Live from Pacific Junction Hotel, Girth Radio. Don't you find, too, that, like, I mean, you've been living now in New York City, but uh, in Toronto, for example, I know, like, there's a certain point you hit a certain age, you're like, go out on a Tuesday night. What are you, crazy? That's like... Yeah, well... I no, I understand that cult that culture. I think it's I think with stand when you when you're doing stand up. Yeah. Or it's not I'm saying not when you're doing when I'm like most of the the the, the days it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like whether you go out Friday yeah, or yeah. Monday cuz you're out anyways so kind of doesn't matter to me personally anymore. Like yeah. if somebody goes I could yeah. care less. No, the, I still get like emails like I'm like uh, my friend Dave's in town, he's doing stand up thing or whatever on Tuesday and I'm like Tuesday night. That's in the middle of the week. Yeah, yeah, I um. get it. I get why people who have like <laughs> who have like do- jobs, like nine to five jobs, would be like Tuesdays weird. But I understand that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? I don't. If I was probably, if I wasn't doing stand up, I'd probably have the same mentality. I'd be like, I the older I get, I'd be like, ah, you know, I don't want to do that. So I understand. I'm not mad at them. Yeah, and I mean, you also just had like uh, you were at last night at the Drake. So congratulations, you had the release. Of uh, good friend, bad grammar. Yes, it's a it's a special, not an album, which is I easily can even the, the, yeah it's conf- it can confuse people, which I understand. I'm I, very confusable. I link a lot of people. I've told people 42 times it's a special, and someone will still be like, "Hey, how's the album?" But I get it because you know we put a we put a a promo like an art design out that mm-hmm. like because we wanted to put some like like different designs out to promote the promote the special but one of the designs we use we flipped the good kid mad uh city am i saying it right yeah kendrick lamar album yeah where he remember he's he's they black out the eyes on some of the people on the cover so when we flipped it it's a cd so then i get you know i can understand the complete confusion there because people are like oh is this an album you, mm-hmm. you're putting out an album because but sometimes i think people don't read information anymore yeah, people do not like. Uh, people hit me up. They're like, "What time? Where?" I go, "Man, it was like it's laid out like, it, and then it just shows you that people just hit like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're not reading. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I'm I'm a hero and I do that like I'm proper, but I mean like you could tell people don't even look at information anymore, <laughs> yeah, and then then they get into full blown fights with people without. <laughs> looking over any facts <laughs> like and it's weird because we have google now so how are we getting more ignorant <laughs> but yeah, we have more access because i think people are more imp- impressed with their own opinions than th- i think it's th- when they're arguing it's about getting their point across yeah th- whatever they can build a narrative to so if they can leave out some information because it's crazy it's like they don't even i just know i just i've heard people argue with no facts just <laughs> yeah, purely on like you know what they believe in mm-hmm. which is insane to me that's why i don't jump into like I, I don't jump into like politics, man. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't know anything about politics, why am I fighting with someone? That's kind of a smart strategy too, because a lot of people just like they they feel this weird pressure to have an opinion on like everything. And I'm like, we only learn like five things in school, like geography, social yeah. science. <laughs> you know what I mean? So by the time you get to the other side, I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? Like, well, it's also too. It's like I don't I don't want to misrepresent myself. And like I get it in stand up. Like when you start. You know, you want to have a, vo- you want to have an opinion. You want to have like, you know, you know. So I just kind of like naturally, because there's been a couple times where I'm like, man, should I just start speaking about topics? But then I'm like, nah, you know, I don't, I don't. That's not 100% who I am. So I'm gonna stick, even if it's not popular what I'm talking about now. I'm still gonna stick with talk about my family and things I like. But I can understand people getting caught up and wanting to speak on like Trump and all that. Like, yeah, I just don't know. And I just know he's a, he seems like a bad person. 
but there's no other information. Like I don't, there's no other because I'm not researching it, so mm-hmm. I don't know what my. I would just say he's a bad person. Like, well, I also not... find that Trump's kind of bad for comedy because he'll say something and it's like an outrageous lie, and then kind of all a lot of comics will kind of do the same joke or the same kind of take same, on it. Yeah, so it just got exa- it got it, it, exhausting. It's not like it's not fun. No, like it's kind of like weird. Under weird, Bush but. and Obama, there was enough like things to pick at or make fun of or whatever that comics and daily show and those kind of shows as well they could kind of have some fun and then the guy was kind of interesting or that's kind of funny or whatever it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of boring now in a sense that every late night or every show talks about them it's just so much it's like it's exhausting i'm like, tired too i'm tired like i don't i know i know he's fucked up and whatever he but it's just exhausting from mm-hmm. like every channel every facebook things about him Every like every narrative, every like you know, like from Seth, Ma- like every show does yeah. like ten minutes on them, and it's just like, and there's new shows coming out about political shows, and yeah. it's just him. Michelle him, Wolf and just like, released her show. Yeah, it's just like constant, which is I get. It's I, I I'm not dis I'm not attacking it. I'm just saying I personally, it's just like tiring. It's yeah. tiring to keep up. Like I mean, the whole point of stand-up comedy is to have a unique perspective to say yeah. something kind of different. And it's like everyone's like doing the same thing. What you're saying is like he's racist. I'm like, yeah, we knew that before. Yeah, you knew that. Like, <laughs> so you know, you're not, why? Yeah. Why is there a know, shock now that like a year you, or two later? You know what? I feel like I feel like even I I might have I've read this somewhere. I think like I I think that the country's depressed. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah, you know I mean? like usually it's like I don't know. I've never in my lifetime when someone's been a president in the U.S. I've never felt. A country being depressed like <laughs> yeah. it feels like the world is completely like with everything that's happening i think the world needs like a xanax <laughs> <laughs> or an antidepressant if there was like if the world like was a person you'd be like you'd probably it'd be in therapy right now heavy could i you, just feel could you put it in the water supply somehow just somehow like, man like everyone's, a batman villain you, i was just watching <laughs> gotham but everyone's like you could just tell everyone's like sad. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Everyone's just sad because again, it's like that's what's happening. It's like you're so much of that information every day. You're consuming it and what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, and this is not even like an educated comment. I just think he's such a dweeb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you think when you look at him, you're like, he's such a dork. Yeah. <laughs> like not even a good dork. You know, like a dork that has like the. Like the typical like uh, pencil in his they, yeah, like those yeah. guys are helpful. Like, yeah, those are engineers. Yeah, yeah, like, they, they build. They, they stuff. build. They're like, but they're also adorable and cute and stuff like that. But when you look at this guy, you're like, you're such a, <laughs> you're such a dweeb. Like yeah. it's not even even his smile is nerdy. Like everything <laughs> about him. But he looks like a dude that would have been like broke as a cornball. Yeah, like he's a cornball, and then yeah. he, the moment he got power, he did everything. To prove to everyone he's not a cornball. Well, he made it though. Like he got. That's to, what I'm saying. It's like, like he's like. It's just that. It's like a. It feels like a, a whack tale of like yeah. a guy who was pushed around and then you know <laughs> nobody fucked him and yeah. then he just got some power and yeah. now he's just making all these decisions based off on like an ego and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is yeah. Revenge on everybody. Yeah. So and again we turn this into talking about him, but yeah, that it's just I don't yeah if I don't know facts I'm not gonna yeah like, jump into it. By now, you know the the topics that you are comfortable yeah. with. Like you've done enough stand up for enough years yeah. that like you have your three or four or five. You know, what I mean, you could do some rap stuff. You can talk about your family. Yeah, that's a well. It's just like that's what I chose to have fun with, and and you, again, it's just like why do something I don't normally do to chase a wave or to do something where I think 
the the people will like like you know because everyone's like oh man you know if some if audiences are craving like uh you know i want some social conscious stuff I mean, if it's not me why am i gonna force that or chase that so i was just like i stuck to like talk. i wouldn't really want to talk about my family because like they're funny to me mm -hmm. you know not, not just because they're my family so you know and then the rap obviously i a big big listener of it and then everything else was just like based on an experience like eating Did, ass yeah you know it's not as harsh as, <laughs> as you put it but it's yeah eating ass what? Isn't that how you close out the special? I did close out the special eating ass, but like a lot of times talking about it, not yeah, actually doing it, not doing because it because <laughs> this is a video, right? So yeah, so you, I want this... people to know. But this is the thing with me. My thing about eating ass was that it just it was an experience. It's not like, you know, I uh, I was uh, it was done in in a in a I want to say respectful manner. Because it was jokes just like, or the, the just actual the eating, eating ass is just not about like me eating ass. It's just about mm -hmm. an experience I had. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's what I try to do too. It's just like not to be vulgar for the sake of being vulgar. Yeah, it's just like an experience that I, that I had. Yeah, you want to treat her like the queen that she is. Yeah. When that actually happened, I came back to Toronto. I was in, I was when I was living in Toronto. I was out in Winnipeg. That's where it happened. Oh, that makes sense. It does. And then <laughs> I came back to Toronto for medlining this club out there. And then I was telling my the, people i was living with i was like man you're not gonna believe what happened and then that night i did a show in toronto and it and i did the story but like organically and it killed uh and i don't say that like an arrogant person it just i was like holy shit and then i tried it again and it just didn't do well for a while because it just wasn't organic anymore because you know i was trying to chase a laugh but it took a while to get it to the to but yeah it was like an experience and that's what that's what i try to do with the special uh, or just any um, any of my material is like if it comes i'd rather it come from my experience because i'm going to talk passionately about it passionately about it as opposed to talking about something i have no care or passion for how do you then when you're doing your live shows how much of it is kind of like you're just feeding off the audience or kind of improvised like, you know, you're going to tell the story about eating ass. You're going to talk about rap or your family yeah. or something. So you kind of already know your things going in. And then how much you kind of improvise or like. I leave it like, well, if it's a special, it's like it's going to be a little bit more uh, not as loose, loose. But if it's just I'm doing a show, you know, I welcome any kind of like mo I like spont spontaneous moments a lot. So I'll, I'll welcome it. So if something happens, I'm not going to just ignore it. I just welcome it. And I'll play with it. I'm always been keen on that. I've always loved it when I even from when I started comedy. It was very dope. It was very exciting to me. So anytime something's happening in the room, I welcome it. And I'm going to talk about it as long as I can. I'll talk about it as long as I can. You know, as long as people are digging it, I will. So that I'm, I'm all about that. Mm -hmm. I love that shit more than anything. I like how you always reset, too, when you do. Because you'll go on a rant for several minutes. Yeah. And then you walk away. You take a drink or something. And then you kind of reset. And then you that's your segues. That I did that a lot last night. Yeah, though. I don't think I normally do that as much. Uh, but last night, I, 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 yeah, last night I broke it up like that, just to, to take a breath, and then to go back into it and stuff like that. It was paced. I, I'm learning. You know what I mean. Sometimes it's not paced good, uh, and it's not paced how I want it to be. But last night I felt it was paced how I actually wanted it to be, so I was happy with. You've it. You've been traveling too, and so. It's interesting you bring up pace because it does it change. You've been going to like China, I think, right? Australia. I did. I went to China. Yeah. Australia. I went to Australia in two thousand and shit. Uh, I want to say seventeen, and I and fourteen. Okay. I think yeah, I did. I went to to the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and then the other time I went to Sydney for two weeks and did the comedy store out there. 
Does it change then when you're going international like that, or like did the? No, nah, not really. Like China was, it, it was all like people who teach English. Predom predominantly, the audiences were people who teach English, like people from North America that mm -hmm. were there. So like the pacing didn't change at all because you know. But sometimes I, 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 yeah, you might have to change the pace a bit if they're just off put a little bit by your style. They might be like, "What the hell is happening?" But I found it like I didn't really have to change what I was doing. You know, at all, at all. Are you surprised that you're able to like by telling jokes get out to places like Australia and China? Because you've come a shocked. long way. Shocked, yeah, 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 shocked. So it's crazy. Even when I was in China this last year, I was like, I, I was telling a mutual, another very funny comedian, Nathan McIntosh, friend of mine. I was just like the whole time, I was like, damn, China. Like it just like every day, I'd be like walking around. I go, holy shit, man. <laughs> I didn't think stand up would bring me here. So it's cool as it was cool as fuck. I, I, that's the best way I could put it. Does it make you hungrier? Yeah, because I, you know, I, I, I want to go more places. I want to perform in the Middle East. I want to go back to those places. So mm -hmm. it's gonna constantly. I don't feel satisfied at all by any means. Yeah. I still don't. You haven't performed in the Middle East yet, have you? At all? No, man. And I was supposed to. I was supposed to go in September, but. Whereabouts in the? We were trying Dubai? to go to Lebanon. Oh, okay. There's another. There's a. I was trying to go to Lebanon. Back to the home. I've never been. Yeah. So it's like I, I just, I just open for. Uh, a, he's famous in the Middle East, and he's like got a following across North America. Nimmer, you can like he's on it. He's on Instagram. He's got specials out. So I open for him in New York. Mm -hmm. um, he was at the Arab? Gramercy. Yeah, he's Lebanese twice. So mm -hmm. he did two shows. I open for him, and uh, he, he was telling me how dope Lebanon is. He's like, great. He's like, you got to get out there. He's like, it's like it's it's hip. It's like they're open this shit. So yeah, I'm excited to go and do this. They're, he said it's popping over there, which I I didn't I didn't I didn't think not. But he was just like people. Sometimes people assume it's not. They might be a little bit reserved because they're not reserved. They're 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 about it. So yeah, I know it's a little bit further away in terms of uh, real estate, but like Dubai as well, they bring in a lot of comics. I know Russell Peters, a few yeah. other people have kind of gone down there and like done a really good job and like. The audience yeah. loves them and stuff like There's that. There's like a Beirut comedy club or something like that. It's on. They follow me on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's you hilarious. made it now. I, they, they don't reach out to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best when festivals follow you and then they never ask you to come. They yeah. just promote other people. I always found that fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I was even if I find that the great like it's insane to start. I get you're trying to get followers, but to follow a comedian <laughs> and then never book him at your festival is yeah. you're you're crazy. Just stop doing that. <laughs> just follow them when you want to book them. Don't don't do that. And in terms of this special. You did it yourself. You chose to do it yourself, right? I well, not fully. Like uh, Macau, Macau Studios, the Millen, and then Morgan, who uh, who represents me. I, I had the idea. Like I came to Morgan. I go. Dude, I was gonna do it smaller. I was gonna do it at the Ossington. It's, it's like forty people. Mm -hmm. I was. I was like watching Zach Galifianakis's. Uh, is it Purple Onion? Yeah. It was beautiful. It was like, a, and I liked the way it was intimate. Super, yeah. And I liked the way he was like doing whatever he wanted. And that's where. And then I was just tired of like submitting to like to like comedy channels not tired but i was just like man every time i submit it doesn't really show me in the in because you have to stick to such a script which is fine but like i just wasn't showing me it wasn't showing what i do and what people like about me so i just had this idea i was like why don't i film something myself brought it to morgan it's my agent and then he was like he told me you know like millen who used to do the comedy now is here in canada and then we all linked up and then we set it up so we set it up at the drake we uh two years ago we did two shows an eight and a ten at the Drake Underground, filmed them, and then it took us two, 
years and then we were trying to sell it because we match we want we got all the requirements you need to, to to get on netflix so it looks crisp as shit it's like if you get it you should get it and watch it. it's professional as fuck mm-hmm. so we tried to sell it to to netflix and bell media and they passed on it both passed on us and then we decided to put it out on our own which we were always gonna we want we were gonna do it was coming out anyways but we wanted as they say shoot our shot with both those places yeah and they passed and now it's out now we why would bell pass on it i mean like I know, they you're gave canadian me. you're like you know what i mean they need the content well they had doing their crave specials but they said i forgot what they said my agent told me but it's just business man i didn't i, didn't, I wasn't i wasn't pissed mm-hmm. i wasn't i wasn't angry i wasn't depressed it is what it is man whatever reason they have even if they told us i i know that like even if they, they they're not telling us the real reason it doesn't matter it's just it didn't happen they they didn't pick it up and we just kept it moving my whole goal was what how how if it's successful or not i don't care not in a sense like i want it to be successful but part of it was like, look, we did something. We didn't sit back and complain. We didn't get negative. We didn't get bitter. We didn't bitch about Netflix or Crave not putting up like like this or that or Canadian specials. We went, shot it, and put it out on our own. Like we, we There's nothing you can say. Mm-hmm. We tried our best, and we're trying. And that's what the whole thing I wanted to take away from this. That almost seems like your hip-hop influence, that kind of hustle and trying to get it out there. Yeah. But it's also like, what are you going to do, man? It's just like I can sit here and start bad-mouthing them. But, like, what's the point? It's not good energy. I was like, what could be good energy? Good en- energy is like – and I'm not talking like uh, like I'm some yoga guy. <laughs> like I've been sitting somewhere drinking weird teas, uh, which is nothing wrong with that. But it's just like that's it. It's like how do we keep it positive and how do we keep you know being creative? And we were just like, let's just do it. In terms of keeping it positive and keeping creative, like I just want to circle back to what we were talking about before, not necessarily with Trump, but – yeah. Is it harder now? Like, are people more offended by some stand-up or, like... Uh... Yeah, they probably were back in the day. I think it's a little bit more now, but, like, what are you going to do? I'm not really an offensive guy, like, a extremely offensive person, so I don't really run into that type of stuff. Even on the internet, man, if somebody, like, says something to me now, I just kind of... I delete them, block them, but if I'll go, I'll go right in their inbox. I go, yo, what's the... Be- what up? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to meet up? <laughs> We lions. Uh, we yeah. lions. <laughs> but it's like not even I'm not an aggressor aggressive person or a fighter. I can't fight. I'm just like, hey, if you if you're about this smoke, like if you're commenting on my shit, then let's meet up. Mm-hmm. But you're not. You never. I you're back. They're always backpedal. They're always 99% of the times these internet losers and they are losers. Mm-hmm. They are. I don't I don't you're a, you're you are. <laughs> if you're sitting on the internet arguing for for 4 hours, you're a loser. Yeah. I don't care how solid your point is. You're a stupid loser. <laughs> I know. You could have, like, helped the poor. Yeah, you could have done something better, you like, fucks. You could have <laughs> went to a soup kitchen, but you're out here arguing. Read books to the blind. Yeah, you're so <laughs> stupid. And I, I hate being, like, uh, trying to understand their point of view. You suck. And you're always going to suck. And if you go, if you produce, like, a child, your kid sucks off the bat because <laughs> of your stupid track record. <laughs> So I just now I have no I take a post I, like I'll share something and if somebody starts getting weird or racist I take the whole thing down, I'll block you too. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. about it. So it's just like I don't want any of that negative shit. It's just like it's sad, and you're a loser. 
speaking of racism, is it harder when you go to the States, especially places like New York City and stuff like that? Is it harder or is it easier? It's harder here, man. I just it was in wasn't was uh in Kingston and some guy from the audience goes, When was the when's at uh, what age did you start to learn how to detonate bombs? <laughs> oh boy. They say Canada Canada's got racism. This big like America isn't America's racist too, but Canada is the y'all are the same people. It's not this it's not it's just that there, it, there. It's like it's it's hitting the media more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Don't don't. Well, they also kind of meet a little bit too. They have their KKK meetings and stuff. Yeah, it's on a bigger scale. But uh, you go I, look. I've been traveling Canada for like so many years, man. I, there's racism out there, heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy towards natives to blacks, the Middle Eastern people. It's heavy out there. You know what I'm saying? You Toronto, even in Toronto, it is. But you have Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal. But when you go outside of that, there's some bullshit mm -hmm. and it's just like don't act, i yeah canada don't act so like all oh, we better we're not like that you know man you're we just are like say, that. you're the same shit as them <laughs> yeah. you're the same shit so it's just like we they both those so it's i don't find it that i went there it's more right it, it it probably is a little bit more racist but there was racism here being middle eastern a hundred percent it's kind of like we were saying before with the trump thing where like people are like still shocked that he's racist it's weird that, like you said, people are finding out now that Canada is racist or Canada has racist. I'm like, there's 30 million people, 32 million people. Just the numbers alone, yeah. somebody going to be racist. Dude, I would go to these small towns, and it was always a Trump guy. Man, not maybe as rich as Trump or more famous. Same guy, business guy, pulls you over, tells you you're funny. And he's like, well, what's your background? And then you tell him you're Middle Eastern. He goes, I like you, though. <laughs> Little hint of racism there. And then always... You could fucking, you can count, like, you can see it from a mile away. Hey, man, you want to hear a joke? And the joke is racist towards natives. Mm -hmm. Always. Yeah. So it's just like, there's no shock. These, 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 these animals were around. It's just that now he's out there popping off. They're like, yo, mm -hmm. it's on the forefront. So we don't feel any fear on any type of shit. We want to bring it to yeah, it, right? I got me and my boys. You know what I mean? And when Bush was around, when he was saying weird shit, it just wasn't as blatant. It wasn't like that. Even It wasn't. So they, they even if I felt they didn't have the confidence to just blatantly come out and go, you Arab. Now there's just people just shooting off because because mm -hmm. that that guy is being like, yeah, I'm doing it. To, I'm saying it. What's up? What, why make the move then from the, to the States? Or why spend more time in like L.A. and New York City, for example? I always wanted to go, I think, as a kid. Not as a kid. When I was 14, man, I always had the idea of going to the States because for some odd reason, because it's a, big, it's a bigger market there. So I always had that idea to go there. As a, so it's like almost like I programmed myself. Was it you know also? Yeah, but I also think, too, like being in Windsor, you get a little bit more closer with Detroit and America there. I did, yeah. Right? I'm sure you spent a lot more time in Detroit. I was going to go right to America. I was going to go right to New York. I wasn't going to come to Toronto. Jason Rouse is a very funny comedian. He's the He's one awesome. Told, yeah, he told me to come to Toronto. I was going to just go to New York illegally <laughs> from Windsor because I, I was like, why am I going to stay in Canada? Because uh, why? But I thankful I didn't. I came to Toronto, worked on my craft, got better. And look, man, I eventually want to come back here and live here hands down mm -hmm. why am i there it does sound hypocritical sometimes i know i i come off, i'll come off hypocritical because i'll be like you know we have to start believing in ourselves as a country and a talent and then i live in america so then what's my my point's not valid because if i did believe in that i should be back here but i've i personally always wanted to try it there 
But know. we've seen that with your boy Drake, for example. He blew up in Houston. Not my boy, but uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's 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 from here, yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, he yeah he well he, he blew up in Houston, right? Like he had. I mean, sometimes it's the kind of the way it goes. Well, music well, is like you know you could you can do now music from here. Like you don't even have like you know what I mean. There's like guys like Jazz Cartier, Daniel Caesar. They're like here. They don't mm-hmm. have to worry. They don't have to go anywhere. They just put their music out and they can just tour and come live here. You could do that probably. With, you could do that with stand up. There are stand up comics that make a great living here and they never they don't have to leave. But it's just like the industry's like is more there. If we're gonna be honest, you know, in New York or even L. A. So that's why people move. Because they know the industry is there. It's just bigger than ours. Because it's, I don't know where the structure is. So I get that. With music, I think it's a bit different. But also, yeah, Drake did. But also, Drake had a Lil Wayne. I don't really know. But I, you know what I mean? Nothing beats a cosign by Lil Wayne at that time. He yeah. was like on top of the world. So then, you know what I'm saying? If, and then we're all going to be like, yo, especially if in Canada, we're going to be like, yo, Lil Wayne's fucking with you. It's easier and easier and stuff like that. Picking up on the thread of like Canadian talent, you had a killer lineup last night for your special. Of course, all, all fire. Yeah, tons of fire. You want to drop a couple of the names or a few of the names of like. Yeah, uh, Chris Robinson. He's um, awesome. I've seen him a couple of super, times. Super, super awesome yeah. guy. He's been um, he's been adjust for last. He won the XM. What is it, like twenty five thousand dollar competition yeah. two years ago? I think last year was Gavin Matz, another super funny guy from Vancouver. Look him up. They're all on Facebook. So put their names and even Instagram, and then look them up on YouTube. Get, follow them. There's ha- Patrick Akeem, super funny, uh, dude from Montreal who lives in Toronto now. Uh, Jen Sicado, super super funny. You have Ali Hassan, and uh, man, his list goes. Yeah, just he's did been it. around for a while too. Yeah, he's, he's a, a OG a host. Uh, not even actually, to be honest with you, he's been doing way lesser than than a lot of us. He's on. He hosts LOL on CBC Radio, so that just puts out Canadian content of co- comedians. He uh he fills in at Q. It's a big ass show on the on CBC. He's uh done a bunch of TV. He just filmed a, a movie, a Christmas movie for this is gonna go on Netflix, like next year I think. So he's doing his thing. Um, he has a show called Muslim Interrupted. That's 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 dope. I've seen it. It's super dope. It gives you that side that you don't normally see, and it breaks stereotypes. Check it out when it comes to it's try it's toured all around Canada. Um, Nick Reynoldson, super super funny ass dude. I know Nick for a while. You know now. Nick for yeah. you know how it is, and you have Keith Pedro, who's who's been to Just for Laughs numerous times, all the Canadian festivals. That guy uh, was awesome too last night. Kill. Yeah, man, super killer. And Marito Lopez opened up the show. He's been a bunch of commercials. He's he's in a cartoon now that that airs in the states that Mark Little produced. Another funny guy. And uh, yeah, he's he's doing great. And we had DJ Dopey. He's Dopey was amazing. Super amazing. Check him out. He's uh, he's in the city. He's a he's a he's a top top DJ out here in Toronto. So and look him up on Instagram. And he actually mixes. had the ones and twos in the and records and like mixing yeah. live. Well, I didn't tell him. I just said, can you do that? Because I saw him do it years ago, like ten years ago, at a comedian Gilson Lubin show. He had put him. He got him as a DJ because because Dopey used to be the DJ on MTV Live. Oh, was he? That's how I met him. Okay, yeah. When I, he... when I worked there later on, later on. So he so I saw him do a mix like that, and I was like, yo, you gotta come, DJ. Speaking of MTV Live, like I asked you if you were still hungry, and it's like, do you want to kind of do your own thing and kind of do like a Louis C.K. type of career where you're kind of making your own shows and your own product, and you kind of do it all kind of quote unquote in house, yeah, the way Louis does and the way you did with your special, or do you want to like uh, develop kind of connections and kind of do different things like uh, Jimmy Fallon went into the Tonight Show and those kind of things? Like, uh, how, how do you kind of see yourself? Like, what do you want to tackle next? Um, I'd like to probably just be. In- 
I've always wanted not like to be. I've always wanted to. My whole plan was just to do, to do stand up, find my voice, and then get into TV and and movies and stuff like that. So there's no like. Um, there's no grand plan. No, there's a plan. Like I'm writing something like with. Uh, me and Ali Hassan have been writing stuff that was in development twice with one with once with CBC, another time with Viacom UK about a show. Originally it started out a show about me and then me and him did or doing a show about together. Um so yeah, that that was always been a goal. And then acting stuff, like you know what I'm saying? And Mr. D. Yeah, and then like just other stuff, just audition and, and but eventually just, you know, write and be in my own T V show is what we're working for and that's what we've been doing since like two thousand thirteen, myself and Ali. And you know, I'll write with other people, create scripts and create ideas. That that's a constant thing and then and then do stand up. But yeah, those are the two things, just keep doing stand up and then get my own T V show. Do you write for your stand up as well too? Or yeah. you It's like written down and it's like notes. I'll put notes down. So it's like in in my phone obviously I'll put bunch of notes and stuff and then just and then run it in my head and then when i go on stage i run it up there and i just keep running it and running it and running it is it all bad grammar <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because like that wasn't even i was in i was when i was in la john shaw was another funny comedian look him up too his wife kelly we're all in the car i don't know where we were going and i said something i messed up the grammar and she laughed they, everyone laughed and she goes oh don't worry dave you have you have bad grammar but you're a good friend oh that's where that's where it came from. She, she, Kelly, Kelly made it up. I didn't. And then I was like, oh man, that's dope. I was like, can I use that as an, as a, cause at the time I, I think I was going to put something I was called family affair. And I, then when I heard she said that, I go, no, that's perfect. So then I just, yeah, I took it. So that's where it came from. And on top of it, my grandmother, my, uh, sorry, my grammar is awful. Mm-hmm. My texting is awful. So then it just all worked out. You have this rich community of comedians can you still develop source material just hanging out with comics like this all the time, or do you need to quote, hang out with like quote unquote like regular people? No, you can hang out any like it's always good to hang out with comics because it's like it's sharp and the riffs and and they can tag your stuff and then you can go into these worlds and riffs that's going to open up stuff. But and you can also from like hang out with normal ass people or just even walking around. So it's like you know that that everything you can use to your benefit if you open your eyes and, and are looking for that. And welcome that. So you can gain any kind of material from everything. So the special is out now? It is, yeah. You can get on um, Amazon uh, Play in UK and the US. Yo. So you can do it both. It's on, I believe, iTunes. Someone told me it's on Apple. It's uh, Spotify as well. And then it's on my website, which is DaveMerhej.com. It's right on the front page. There's a link. You click it. You can rent it for 99 cents or buy it for four ninety nine. dollars um, That's a good deal. Yeah, it, 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 I think so. And then Vimeo. I'm saying it right, right? Yeah. Vimeo. So I. Jeff so, Giff. Uh, Jeff Giff. Which one is it, right? Jeff Giff. Yeah, I don't know. I always yeah. say it wrong. Vimeo. It's on Vimeo now. So get it. It came out yesterday, which is May 29th. So just uh, get it, share it. It's 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 54 minutes, I, I believe, and it's shot. Like I'm telling you, man. Uh, it is. It's really well done. It's so well done. It's probably the best thing I've ever done. Best stand up I've ever put out. There's other videos of stand up I put out where I'm like, ah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Always was like, ah, fuck. You know, but this one I'm 100. percent I st- I laugh, and I don't even laugh. Like I don't like watching myself. Yeah. I don't like laughing. You don't <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, but this I laughed. I watched, and I went through like editing it too. Like to, I didn't edit it myself, but mm-hmm. I just was watching it countless amount of times over yeah. the last two years. But I still will put it on. I'll watch it, and I'll be like, yo, this is it's still fresh to me. So, um, we were able to capture what I do, and that's beautiful. So the, that's that's so I I I'm gonna so I want you to support it. 
you know. Yeah, and I mean, we touched upon uh, at the top of this uh, interview. We touched upon eating ass, but there's also there's a whole shawarma guy kind of uh, bit. Well, I, I'm Lebanese. My I was born in Canada. My parents are from Lebanon, and in Windsor, uh, where I was was born, a lot of since I was a kid, shawarma shops, a kebab. That's just in the culture there. So if you go there, you're gonna eat there, and it's dope. It's like the one of the. It's the best. So my brothers, we just know. Our whole family, all my friends grow up and we know that those shops, we know those owners and they're just they're just classical, funny people, man. And their <laughs> there's, characters, there's a type, there's a type. So that kind of riff came about. And then, yeah, there's a it, there's a joke there. And there's, a, my, there's jokes about my family. Mm-hmm. Dad's like very creative. Not he's funny. Just a funny dude. Like, you know, not necessarily. He doesn't have to try. It's just everything he does. Like, you know, he's just he's he, he's like the Arabic Larry David <laughs> to me, though. I My brother uh, is getting his car fixed and my dad's like, I'll get I'll get you a mechanic. So when my brother went to get the car, um, my brother didn't know who the mechanic was. He just was with him at the shop. And then my, and that's my, a very Middle Eastern thing, the network. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, uh, <laughs> can I get the car? And he goes, no, no, don't hold on for a second, man. Uh, the mechanic Zaytun. He's going to come, and my brother goes, Zaytun, you trusted a guy named Zaytun? <laughs> so it's like that kind of, it's like a, it could be like a character on a TV show. It's like he's just that guy. So it's like there's a lot of material to draw from him per se. And all my, my brothers are super funny. My sister's funny. My mom is too. So it's like I draw from that. So there's a lot of family stuff there growing up. And then um, uh, I think there's like uh, just relationships I've been in. Mm-hmm. Not relationship um material per se it is but it's just like from from my opinion and stuff like yeah that. and my yeah in i mean in terms of to your parents there is something kind of funny where like um my parents too immigrated from egypt so they they don't quite fit in the culture but it's not no. like you're making fun of them it's just no, like no, no. it's, it's a- just like they they look at how we do things here in canada like i'm not doing that you're not yeah exactly <laughs> and it's not me making fun of like their accents like that stuff like that that's fine if you do that i'm not shitting on you but that stuff i didn't want to represent my dad because mm-hmm. my dad's not an idiot mm-hmm. i don't want to be like this is how he says it it sounds stupid i never want i hated that me personally i didn't like it so it, this is just about like it could be any any dad it's just that by chance he has an accent my mom doesn't so it's like it's i talk about my mom's like caring like how she's like calls me every day and her kids her kids are her life and you don't even you don't there's it's like i think sometimes like when you look, my mom was a stay-at-home mom for the longest time right and then now i think that has like a bad rap if you go you're a stay-at-home mom you should be you should fight for your right yeah don't let the don't let the, the Me- men pull you down but <laughs> yes. i uh, and, and that's 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 fine do what you gotta do you should want to be your own person but i don't take that away from my mom and my mom was was just as important as my father even though he went to work and, and got money mm-hmm. my mom held the house down so i don't like when that talk is negative towards a housewife yeah because they are holding it down and they are taking care of the kids and they are and it's not i don't think it should be had this negative thing towards it but i get it it just sounds like she's just sitting around just watching jerry springer no, it wasn't. right and, no, it, it was and just, like those moms are like those are tough broads man they yeah, handle their business handle so my mom raised us man my dad wasn't like my dad was out working she left she left us with him once man he he fell apart <laughs> i remember he brought a potato into the kitchen we were hungry and he put a raw potato on the table and he goes yeah yeah and we're like what <laughs> he goes yeah, yeah let's go i'm like that's not this guy for sure <laughs> 
is gonna is not doing. She's gone. She's coming on Monday. Yeah. He brought out the raw potato on Friday. <laughs> it's gonna um, be a long weekend. Yeah, <laughs> so, we'll just order pizza. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I mean. She held it down. She still does, mm-hmm. and she works now. So as we said, the special is out. What do you have planned for the rest of the year? Are you gonna be doing some uh, touring, some JFLing? Some... I go to Halifax Friday to do a Lebanese Churches Festival. So it's three nights: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get to clean it up for that, or? Yeah, you have to be clean because it's going to be the kids and, and, and older people there, which is fine. I, I could talk about my family. It's like first night I think I do like seven, eight minutes, and then the next two nights is 30 to 45. I'm doing 30. And then I go to the Laugh Shop, Blackfoot Inn. You can get tickets there too at the Calgary. That's like June 14th to 18th. Oh, yeah, no, June 14th to 16th. Sorry, that's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then um, Montreal one night in June. At a theater, and then is that just for laughs? Or no, I'll be yeah. I'll be just for laughs this year too. That's that's uh June, July fourth, twenty fourth. Oh, okay. Sorry, the twenty eighth. I'll be there, and then filming some Mister uh, D stuff for the final season, which is this season. That's in the summer, so that's um, and then August, I'll be in uh, Quebec City for a festival, which I've never been to Quebec City. How'd you get on Mister D? Just as a tangent, just quickly. All Jerry D, man. I saw me at Just for Last. We're on the same show. Yeah. He hooked it up. It was all him, man. He he was just like, I think I have a role for you. you just got to be yourself, but you do have to audition. I auditioned, and he got me on, man. He's a good, he's a good dude. He I think uh, when he sees things uh, from what a, and he he can help. He helps. So mm-hmm. he, the only reason I'm on there is him. Yeah. And he likes comedy too. Like he's yeah, still he's and he's great on he's great he's I, I, I open for him in Windsor at a hockey arena. He was great. Mm-hmm. He's just smooth, charming, super funny. Yeah, because there's some guys after a certain point, like even like you've seen this like with basketball players when they retire, sometimes they don't like the ball the ball game anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? He's out there and on the show, dude. On Mr. D, he's super funny to be in a scene with. It's very hard not to laugh. He's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, he's really, really, really funny as a stand-up and an actor. But it's just like he's great. All right, so the special good friend bad grammar is yeah, out. It is out now. I, High I five for that, man! Yeah. That's a really good accomplishment, man. I, I'm I'm pumped, and we do. Uh, yeah, Bronson, uh, he did the art, the art for the album cover. Mm-hmm. He's great. He, I have to give him a shout out. Shout, just him. He's and we did like he helped design some of our cool art stuff, and we had like a not like a rollout, but we were just promoting promoting like. Like from an angle of like late '90s, early 2000s, mixed with this age rap. So you know what I mean. So we were doing stuff to like, you know what I'm saying, to create like awareness. So the cover we did the other cover, we like I said, where we flipped it. So he's great. He's great. He's as an art designer. I think they're called an art designer. He's super, super great. Macau Studios. They produced it. They they put out Mark Forward's comedy special as well. Um, uh, I'm trying to think here. And Morgan Morgan Flood is my agent. Is big role in this. And uh, yeah, and Bronson's music's on it too because he also produces. Mm-hmm. So he's on. on Where can people find you online, Dave? If you go to uh, Facebook, it's just Dave Merhej. Twitter, same thing. Instagram, it's just Dave Merhej. My website, and that's where the special is at too. So Dave Merhej, you can fi- find me there. Just add me, follow me, and then yeah, uh, and I'll be posting things and uh, yeah, or just say hi or whatever you got to do. All right. Thanks, Dave, for coming in. No, thank in. you for uh, allowing me to come in. No, man, and it was fun last night, too. We, uh, I had a great time. Man. Yeah, we, after the all the jokes and all the comedy and everything, you had DJ Dopey dropping some great fresh music. beats. Yeah, check him out, too. Tonight we're doing a pop-up show. 
at the Corner East. I wish you could come to this. Explain what this is. This is really cool. It's uh so Corner East just opened up. They have Corner the Corner Comedy Club, which is downtown, but they opened up a cool location in the east and it's dope it's like again 30 seats into it's upstairs it's got a real cool vibe so i told i was like i had this idea where i go perform have some comics go up before me and then have the audience put in a bucket or a hat topics or suggestions and i have to riff i just pull stuff out of a hat and do like 30 to 45 minutes on whatever it's all improv spontaneous either it's gonna go well or not so they get to come watch me do that and we 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 set out a post yesterday and i think the day before oh, yesterday so it's like a pop-up show it's, he said it's a secret show but it's you know there's the secrets out i, I guess yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's a pop-up show you're like o'clock. the worst like you see like bruce wayman like what up batman well no he because yeah. i posted it's a secret show and then someone goes it's not really a secret since you told us and i was like a <laughs> yeah. fucking idiot yeah. uh <laughs> but no it's it's tonight which is tonight is wednesday mm-hmm. uh may 30th i believe um yeah pop-up show but check out the corner east after that they're open friday saturdays it's great check out the original corner downtown, but corner east. And yeah, uh, I'll be doing that tonight. All right. Thanks, Dave, for coming Thank in. Thank you, man. And uh, yeah, so Good Friend, Bad Grammar is out now. Please pick it up. It's amazing. Please pick it up. It's tons of fun. Uh, there's like, I like the shawarma bit and I like the rap uh, rap battle beef bits. Yeah, and you, I'm telling you, man, just, it, I know it's not on Netflix or Crave, so, you know, but check it out. It's, I believe, it's just as good or even better from uh, from the stuff that's out there. So. Get, well, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You can even message me if you if you think different. So that's how much I believe in it. And too, depending on how the conversation yeah. goes. Pull up. We are lions. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. My name is Sammy. You can follow me on the Twitter at my pal Sammy. This has been my summer layer. Jokes, yo. <laughs>